your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, we have our roster. Uh, the Avalanche did some final cuts, or more or less send downs, I guess, if you want to call them. And our, at least our opening day roster is set in stone. So we will be talking about that. Uh, like I said, we'll be predicting who uh, the first lines will be for that first game against Chicago. And maybe just recapping a little bit the final preseason game the Avalanche had against Dallas, by far their best preseason game. So all that and then some, but first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche. Send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com and check the show's YouTube page out over on YouTube or YouTube channel. I think they call it over on YouTube. All right. Uh, so yeah, we have our roster and we'll just fly through these names and then we'll kind of get into, were there any surprises? And and there were a couple names we've been saying this all preseason is there's four or five names vying for one, maybe two spots. And that's pretty much what it came down to. And everybody had their favorites of who that final spot should go to. Um, And we got our answer. So just reading from the Avalanche website, obviously we have Burakovsky, JT Comfort, Darren Helm, Tyson Jost, Nazem Kadri, Gabe Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, Alex Newhook, Val Nachuskin, Logan O'Connor, Miko Rantanen, and Sampo Ranta. On the defensive end, Bowen Byram, Sam Girard, uh, Johnson & Johnson, Curtis McDermott, Kale McCarr, and Ryan Murray, and obviously... Devon Taves will be back when he's healthy. I think he does have to miss at least the first week of the season. We haven't really got too much of an update on him and when he'll be back, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be too long. So the last spot clearly went to Sample Ranta. And that was one of those things where it's like, who's it going to be? Could be him. It could have been Maltsev. Uh, we weren't sure on if new hook cause things that were being said around camp was, is, does Alex Newhook have a guaranteed spot? I always thought he did. Uh, I, I feel like they were, and I said this in a past episode, I felt like they were using that as just motivation for him. And I don't think it was ever really in jeopardy, his roster spot. He's just a young guy and he had to get going. And I feel like he did. I feel like he, sure. If he didn't start camp the way that the coaching staff wanted him to, that that's all, you know, well and good. Okay. But he showed improvement through the duration of it. So I don't think he was really ever on the verge of it. I just think they use it as a motivating factor for him and it worked, I guess. I, I think maybe he would have taken it upon himself to motivate his own game. 
But when you have the coaches kind of chirping in your ear, like, oh, I'd like to see him do more. And it would be really interesting to know. I'm sure they, you know, sat him down. And I think they did. I remember reading somewhere that uh, Newhook said that, or or maybe it was even Coach Bednar who said, like, he sat down with him and told me he, he needs more. But sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just go right to the media and then the coach hears it through the media. And that's a little bit of an embarrassment. And then that gets their butt in gear. Whatever way they handled it with Newhook, which, like I said, I think they clearly sat him down. It seemed to work and it seemed to have an effect. And he started to play better through all of the, the games that he did play in the preseason. And we'll get to him a little bit later when we talk about the lines, because I'm still of a, a belief on something with him in the lines. As far as who else was cut, so the 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 big question was Justin Barron, who had a, a very good training camp in preseason. And did he do anything to not warrant a, a roster spot? No, you could argue that he did very well and he could why wouldn't he be that guy to play the games for Taves while Taves is out? You definitely could do that with him. And then when Taves comes back, you send him down. You don't burn a year of his entry-level contract if he doesn't go over a certain amount of games. Maybe the Avalanche were just thinking, yeah, we could definitely do that. But he's still young. And do we want to do we want to risk it? Yeah, he looked great in the preseason. It's a different animal when the regular season drops and you are playing the best of the opponent day in and day out. Maybe they just thought that might be too taxing on him. And let's just get what what's the harm in giving him more seasoning? The issue that we're dealing with is our bottom pairing. So I think when you have, you know, y- y- your decisions are for your for your final pairing between a veteran and you know an up and coming rookie an 18 year old it's going to get deferred to the rookie or the, excuse me it's going to get deferred to the veteran and and the rookie's just going to put his time in unless you have somebody that is just absolutely playing out of his mind and he'd be pressing for a top 4 spot and that's not where baron is right now and that's okay but I think with everything they saw from him, they are more than happy with. And, you know, you're going to be seeing him. You, you probably will see him in some games this year. Filling in some spots if there's there's need. And I think the Avalanche would be comfortable doing that. He made it to the bitter end. He didn't get sent down at any other point until the bitter end. So that tells you a lot. And in that final preseason game, he played a ton of minutes. And I think it was the Post. I think it was Denver Post. That said, he basically played the role of Kale McCarr, and that was intentional. They wanted to see what they had in him, and he played a lot of minutes in this preseason. So you knew that they were looking at him uh, for a a spot, and he came awfully close. And I don't think a lot of people expected him to do that this year. I think they expected him, you know, he'll get his minutes and probably get sent down whenever he gets sent down, but he was fighting till the end. The one that a lot of people are questioning are or is uh, Jacob McDonald. And that I got to, <laughs> I'm a big Jacob McDonald fan. I know a lot of people out there are, uh, he didn't, it's one of those things where he didn't earn it. He didn't play 
all that well in the preseason. And he's not a guy that can hang his hat on past experience. He, I mean, he, he played very well for the Av last year. And he played in 33 games, I think it was. And, and overachieved, obviously, in a good way. I think they were expecting a little bit more out of him to kind of pick up where he left off. And he didn't really do that. So if, if a guy lost a, a roster spot, it could have been him. He could have been one of those guys in that final pairing. Didn't work out that way. The scary part is when they you have to put him on waivers if you're going to send him down. All, most of the time, guys don't get picked up. But I think for Avalanche fans, that was one where it was it was a little concerning where, if, man, like as well as he played for us, did some other team out there see some potential and would take a risk on him and, and pick him up? Luckily, it didn't happen because I think you're going to see McDonald. I think you'll see Jacob McDonald a good amount of time this season, too. They're, they're going to need him. And that's the problem, a good problem to have for the Avalanche. All of these decisions that you had to made or had to make, you could make a case for any of these guys that got sent down. And the good part is they will probably come up at some point in the season. So you have this depth. You have depth and it's good depth. And and the guys that made it, congratulations to them. But just know that for what if there for whatever reason, if there's an injury you have a handful of guys that can come up and take the spot. And that's what the Avalanche need. If you're a, a Stanley Cup contending team, you need all that depth. And the you know, the big one I think was Sampo Ranta. I was rooting for him. I went on a couple other hockey shows out there asking me who's a a you know a sleeper and I would always throw out Sampo Ranta. Uh and and the way that Maltsev played, I, you know, <clears throat> there was a concern, not a concern. It's a good concern, but many people were thinking maybe he outplayed Ranta and the way that Ranta played in the final game <laughs> with four penalties, not how you want to finish out the preseason. And maybe some people thought that could be his undoing. Uh, apparently it wasn't. Avalanche are very happy with what they see in him. And that's another thing. Now you have Maltsev down there waiting, who played very well in the preseason. But all of these issues are clearly fourth-line issues, bottom-pairing issues. This, these, are the pro- these are good problems that the Avalanche want to have. So uh, you, you have a, a really, really solid team here. So let's get into just who these pairings might be. But first... We are going to hear from betonline.ag, and we're back and better than ever with another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With new, with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, prop bets, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It is where the game starts. Also brought to you by direct TV stream. I want to tell you about a simple way 
to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassles. Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part, there is no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. And you can learn more at directtv.com. Once again, that website is directtv.com. Uh, so I briefly mentioned, I just, you know, went through the Johnson and Johnson, uh, not, not the pairing, but when I was just listing the, the names from the roster, that's another one. Jack Johnson gets a contract. Some people aren't happy with that. And again, this is a, a bottom pairing thing that we're, we're arguing over here. And I'm not saying it's not important, but he, don't you think he earned it? Don't you think his play in, in, in the in the preseason earned him uh, a, a minimum contract? I do. Can he be a guy? You know, he's not a guy that the Avalanche are going to rely on to go win them any games or anything. But he's a big body, and the Avalanche, they need some of that. So I'm okay with that. And it's so interesting how the two PTOs that the Avalanche had, uh, Anisimov and Johnson, the way – that I thought it was going to go. And I think most people thought it was going to go was Johnson doesn't stand a chance. Anisimov might bring some value and the complete opposite happened. Anisimov just seemed slow. Couldn't keep up, looked awful in some spots. Uh, so they let him go and the total opposite with Johnson. I didn't think Johnson was going to do much of anything. And that first preseason preseason game, he played exceptionally well. He did have some boneheaded plays, and I think you might have to deal with that with him. But when you play for a team like this, you know, and if you've listened to this show day and day, you've heard me say it. When you, when I'm not saying the Avalanche are the New York Yankees, all I'm saying is when you when you play for a good team, like when a player gets traded to someone like the New York Yankees or the Los Angeles Dodgers, they just elevate their play because they know they have to or they're gone. Someone's there to replace them. That might be the case with with Jack Johnson. So, uh, and he's a veteran presence. A little bit surprising at the Avalanche because they, they like to stay on the younger side. They typically don't go after guys like him, but they did. He's a physical presence. Let's see what he can do. Let's just let's just. He had a, a good pre, pretty good preseason, enough to earn a contract, in my opinion. And let's see what the regular season brings with him. We don't know. We shall see. Uh, the first in that in that preseason game, first first line is just fine. No issues there. And my God, I can't wait for this season to start because, <clears throat> yeah, that's our bread and butter. That that first line just was doing what they wanted to do. Dallas had no answer for that, and that is going to be a problem for many many teams this year. How do you stop that three-headed monster of McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen? <clears throat> and then when they're full, when we're all healthy, and you have McCarr and Taves at the same time on the defensive end, good Lord. And I know we had that last year, but now you have another year of them being comfortable together. You have another year of McCarr and Taves being comfortable together. You just have another year of McCarr comfortable playing in the NHL. That is a a starting five, if you want to say, that is just ridiculously good. And the what and what the the top line 
when Kyle and I last Friday were talking, like, should this team have played these guys together a little bit more in the preseason? You know, they answered that question like, we're okay. Do not worry about us. Man, they looked phenomenal. Jonas Johansson, another one who looked very good, and that is going to be needed. He keeps he keeps playing well. Uh, you know, the first preseason game, not all that much, but that's the first preseason game. All these guys are going to be a little bit rusty. You have to get into to game mode. So, you know, I don't want to – I can't make excuses for the first preseason game when he didn't play all that well and then just say, oh, he's just fine for the second preseason game when he does play well. He need, you know, he's going to need to perform in the regular season for us to say like, yeah, he, he's having a good year. He's not having a good year, but he needs to, he, he needs to be the backup. He needs to be Francois because we have no other option right now. Kemper needs to be Grubauer, maybe even better. And Johansson needs to be Francois, maybe even better. And I have uh, all the faith in the world that both those guys can do that. So, <laughs> um, who else was in that game that kind of stood out? Yeah, well, the the whole Ranta thing with the four penalties, obviously that's ugly. So the fact that he still made it after that, and you know, every little thing counts, every little detail counts. So he must have done enough with the other games, which I think he did. I think he did. I would have been fine with whoever took that last spot. There's really no wrong answer there. Maltz have uh, really changed my tune. I was I'm, I'm still a Ranta guy, but I would have been just fine if they had given it to Maltsev and you're going to see them. You're going to see Maltsev. You're going to see Baron. You're going to see McDonald. You're going to see those guys. But uh, just to not make the final cut, I guess you just had to do a, a little bit more. Um, yeah. So we are going to get to the line predictions. Let's see who, uh, who we think is going to be on. And we all know probably, you know, the top, six anyway but for me there's a little bit of a wrinkle but real quickly i just want to talk to you about rock auto and rockauto.com with the ever-increasing number of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need so save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need that's rockauto.com so lines all right we know the top line that is not going to change no we are not breaking up the top line you know, you, you can't say oh, they look so good when you spread some of that wealth around. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. At least to start the season, you're not going to do that. You are going out with a, you're starting with a bang. So you got Landis, Gog, McKinnon, Ranton in line one. Line two, everything is pointing to Kadri, Burkowski, and Nachuskin. I I would still, I'd still put Alex Newhook in that second line if it was me. I just think he's more of a dynamic player than Nachuskin. Nachuskin is a great defender and he's a big boy. But I think, you know, having a second line that can 
as closely resemble the first line as possible, I think you move new hook up to that second line because then you're hitting them with a one-two punch. Uh, if you're hitting them with that top line, Landis Guy, McKinnon, Rantanen, and then that's immediately followed by Burakovsky, who can light it up, Kadri, who's Kadri, physical, he's got good scoring presence, and the newcomer and the young kid in Alex Newhook. I just like that back-to-back coming right at you uh, scenario with those top two lines. But Nachuskin, and you have to be happy for Val Nachuskin and how far he has come. Almost out of the league, Dallas wanted nothing to do with him. Avalanche gave him a contract, just a, a show us what you can do contract. He earned it. Last year he played even better, and now look at him. Now he's probably going to be starting the season on a second line for the Colorado Avalanche. So, you know, and it's one of those things. Like I'm saying, who who got the final roster spot between guys like Ranta and Maltev? Like, I would have been fine with it. I am fine with Nuchuskin being on the second line if that's what happens. For me, I just like the dynamic that Newhook could bring. So I'd put him up on that second line still. Likely won't happen, at least to start the year. Uh, for the third line, you're probably looking at, let's see here. You're probably looking at Jost. I would like Jost. Who oh I got? Jost Helm. And, you know, if Nachuskin is on that second line, you would have to think Newhook would be on the third line. So if you're putting Helm in there on the left wing, uh, you could put, uh, I mean, you probably, you could put Jost and Newhook on there and have one of them run the wing. So that could be your third between Helm, Jost and Newhook. And then your final line would be O'Connor, Ranta, and Comfer. Putting JT Comfer on a on a fourth line. I mean that that's a fine fourth line. If yeah, you're you're gonna run Ranta on the left, O'Connor on the right, and and Comfer to center. I am fine with that fourth line. Yeah. Um, so that's the only wrinkle I would do is switch new hook and Nachuskin. But you know, if it doesn't go that way, which like I said, likely it won't completely fine with it. Even if you, you can, you can make that same argument that I'm talking about with, with new hook, bringing him up on the second line you can make that same argument for him staying on the third line, having a, a offensive a speed guy on a third line with uh jost and and helm um that that's fine with me defensive pairings uh you know it's not going to be obviously mccarr and taves to start so who's mccarr going to be with uh hmm i mean you 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 would like you'd have to say probably mccarr and and gerard and your second pairing would be Byron and Johnson. It seems like they like those two guys, Eric Johnson, I'm talking about, obviously. Um, and so what is your final pairing? Is it, uh, you would, you'd, you would have to think it's Jack Johnson and Ryan Murray. And, you know, Curtis McDermott is still on the team. 
he's he's a big guy. You're not putting Jack Johnson and Curtis McDermott on the same line. That's a recipe for disaster. But I think Murray is a solid third pairing along with with Jack Johnson. That's a solid third pairing. So it's just a question of who mixing and matching right now because Taves is not there. Who's going with McCarr? Probably Gerard. Who's going with Eric Johnson? Probably Byram. And that's a solid top four. This is going to be a good team, people. This is a really, really good team. And uh, you know, we, we were saying a lot about how they're not as deep as last year. Yeah, that might be the case, but they're still a very deep team. And it, it kind of really makes you appreciate last year's team all all that much more because that was a that was a damn good team and a really deep team and and they couldn't pull it off. But this is a different team. This is a different makeup. There's different styles on this team that wasn't on last year. You you have a, a little bit of a bigger, more physical team, which the Abzans didn't have. They didn't go all out to be a physical team because that's not them. That's not how they play. But you got enough there. You got enough physical presence that you didn't have. And when you have guys like Eric Johnson coming back, that's big. So uh, I, I very excited to, to watch this team play because there's very few holes in this team where if you're an opponent, you're like, that's when we can go attack. When this line is out there, that's when we go attack. When this defensive unit is out there, that's when we can go attack. You, you just have to you if you're an opponent, you just have to 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 roll your lines and hope you get something that the avalanche gave you that they screwed up somehow. And you have to take advantage of those. If you're an opposing team against the avalanche this year and you don't capitalize on mistakes that they make and there's going to be mistakes made, that's the game of hockey. Uh, if you don't capitalize on them. They're going to come right back, turn around, go right up ice, and and, and net one on you. So uh, this is a good team. It's going to be a really good season, and you know, we got one more show to do before uh, game one. So uh, yeah, we will be back tomorrow. It's going to wrap it up, wrap it up for today. But let me know what you think. What what's you have any line predictions? Are you happy with with Ranta getting kind of that final spot? Did you were you you know looking at Maltsev and getting it? What do you think of the Jacob McDonald situation and him not getting a spot? Let me know what because everybody has their own thoughts and and I'm okay with with whatever anybody out there thinks because there's there's a lot of moving parts to this team and the decisions that they made were not easy decisions. I can almost guarantee you that. But let me know what you think because I'm really interested to hear what. Uh, if people had a, a front runner for a certain position that didn't get it, why you think it didn't happen. So let me know. That's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. It is always a pleasure uh, and making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, check out Fantasy Hockey. Uh, Scott Cullen is our host over at Locked On Fantasy Hockey. And uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty much dedicated his life to fantasy hockey. So he can help you out. Experienced, inexperienced. I kind of gave up on the fantasy all sports thing. But honestly, I still listen to the show because I, I like to know where, where my guys, when I say my guys, my avalanche sit in the world of fantasy sports. So definitely go check out Scott Collin and uh, fantasy hockey for your second listen of the day. All right, everybody. That's going to be it. Always appreciated. 
we will see everybody tomorrow and uh, we're that much closer to opening night. Have a good one, guys. Go, Abs, go!